Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Get ready to expand your alignment with Source. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Here's your host, Ray Zander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction, the last self-help podcast. I'm Ray Zander. I'm your host. And this week, we have a very provocative subject. As you probably found out last week on the show, we've been focusing more on the communion of light, a channeled energy beautifully communicated through Frank Butterfield. It's communionoflight.com. And we're going to continue this week looking deeply into some topics that they have been exploring, specifically around money and cash. Uh, We've played some of their content in the past on the show, but we're going to go deep. We're going to jump down the proverbial rabbit hole on this topic. Because we're going to be talking about a recent session they did with the with the light around this idea of lazy money, lazy money. What does that mean? It means that from a metaphysical standpoint, everything is energy and it is really, truly our alignment, not our action that brings us money. And I know this word lazy has a lot of cultural, let's say, cultural challenge around it. And we've all attached, I mean, I should speak for myself, I have attached some pretty negative connotations to the word lazy. But what they're trying to communicate in this track that we're going to explore together is this idea that it's really more about understanding the laid back nature to which we create in consciousness first, and then we're inspired to action. They talk a lot about this idea that all income is passive. And I've shared on this show before that that sort of blew back my mind and, and, and really made me question the sanity of these channels. But they continue to deliver such extraordinary information. I've been leaning in more and more. And what they mean by income being passive is that the idea of passive income is that you set something up and money comes to you. And what they're trying to understand metaphorically is that we are all telling stories to the universe about how we make money. The most predominant um, story that we've all been telling about money is that you have to work hard to get it, or that you have to have a job to get it. And that you have to work a certain amount of hours in order for that money to come in. And lo and behold, it does. When you work, money comes in. And really what these teachers are challenging us to do is to step back and realize that's just one way. And that's one story in which we can attract money. And even when we tell that story and we go to work and we do all the things that we need to do to get a paycheck, 
they're really challenging us to understand metaphysically that income comes to us because of the story or the alignment that we're telling rather than the actual physical action of doing anything. And again, hold on to your metaphysical hats because this is not a relative conversation. This is what we call in unity an absolute conversation. It comes from this idea of absolute principle of all things being energy and of us participating simultaneous in the relative world where we have a name and an address and a place in society and the sort of the principled world, the place where we are one with spirit, with source, and we are co-creating with many other energies on this earth plane. So we're going to talk metaphysical, we're going to talk absolute, and we're going to talk about this idea of lazy cash, how really we can lean back, we can relax, and we can allow wealth to find us. That doesn't mean there won't be action. Oh, there'll be action, a lot of action, but it'll be an alignment. It'll be action that feels delicious. It'll feel like action that you can't wait to get to. It'll feel like you can't help yourself, but move in the direction you're being inspired to move. So I encourage you to relax any immediate frustration or fear that you have around the word lazy and see if these channels might deliver a new definition that allow you to create more powerfully with a lot less stress. All right, let's head into this discussion with the communion of light channeled by Frank Butterfield discussing lazy cash. Here we go. So here today in this conversation at this time in this place, we invite you to think about the topic of lazy cash. Now, it's an interesting name. It actually has all sorts of red flags all over it from a cultural perspective. The one thing everyone can generally agree on is that if you're going to make money, you're not going to be lazy. And if you are lazy, there's probably something wrong with you. And if you are lazy and you have a lot of cash, a lot of money, then you've probably done something illegal or immoral or unethical. And everyone knows that this is probably true. There's lots and lots and lots of evidence of lots and lots and lots and lots of people who can demonstrate this. If you're lazy, you're immoral just by being there sitting on the couch eating your bonbons. If you've got lots and lots and lots and lots of money, there's probably something you've done that you shouldn't have done. And everyone knows that's the case. So this is a wonderful way with lots and lots of juicy contrast to begin this series of conversations. Because in fact, if you will notice, if you will pay attention to your own powerful experience, that cash comes to you because you allow it, not because you make it. Now, you may be involved in something that other people would call making money, and you may look like you're very busy, but it's your alignment that begets everything. Everything, everything, everything comes through your alignment. So, you can, if you want to, get really busy and start making money, and you can probably do pretty well for a while. But it's not sustainable, and we don't mean that you can't do it for a long period of time. You can, but undoubtedly, you will find that it doesn't really work the way that you think it's supposed to work. It's certainly not going to be fulfilling, because you're pushing against yourself in order to do it. 
it's certainly not going to be that much fun because it's going to take a lot of hard work. And it's not that hard work is not fun, but it's when it feels hard that you know it's not fun. Let's talk about lazy cash. We've been talking about this for quite some time, but we haven't talked about it quite like this. Cash is an idea, and its manifestation is in currency notes of dollars or pounds or euros, as the case may be for you. It may be all of the above or one or something slightly different, but you know what we mean when we say cash. The cash that you have in your pocket, in your wallet, in the coffee can that's in the freezer, it, to your credit at the bank or in the trust, wherever it is, this cash is yours to use as you will. It belongs to you. It's useful and it's helpful and it's actually quite fun to have, if you will notice. Here today, in this conversation, one of the things that we're going to invite you to do is to realize how much money you have made by running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And to seriously consider that idea. Not because it's something you need to know or figure out, but because it might be very helpful indeed to realize that every bit of cash that ever comes to you comes through your alignment. It doesn't come through your running around. For most people, most of the time, running around is a way of covering your bases. As you spend more time paying attention to who you are and to noticing the vibrational aspect of things and how you're a vibrational being and all of these things assemble and assort themselves around you and come for you, to your benefit and on your behalf, and don't require any cajoling or manipulation or pushing or pulling, as you begin to recognize this, you begin to recognize other things, that it never really has been necessary to push or pull. It never really has been necessary to make or deal with or manage or fix. But you may have done so, and you may have done so to great frustration. So there's a reason why we offer a distinction between the idea of money as being something that's focused on the past or the future and cash, which is what you have now. Like any idea that you have, cash you can have more of. You can always have more, and in fact, probably you want more, just as a natural aspect of the manifestation of something. We don't mean you should want more, and we don't mean that you need to have more. We just mean you probably do want more. In fact, it's probably already happening, even as we're talking about cash. Even as we're talking about what's in your wallet or what's in your billfold or what's in the coffee can in the freezer, you're thinking about how delicious it is to have what you're having and how much you like having more of it, how much you like receiving it, how much you like imagining it, how easy it is to have as you have it. So if you just think about the currency notes that are in your wallet or the coins that are in your pocket, one of the things that you might want to consider is how easy it is to have them. They're just sitting there resting, waiting for you to use them or not. They're not doing anything. They're not running around. They're not making anything happen. They just simply are there present. And as much as you have, you can have more. Now, when we talk about the lazy aspect of things, what we mean is you get to decide that you have it, and then you get to decide to actually have it. And these decisions are not efforts. They're not doing. They're just simply mental constructs. 
whereby you tell the universe of your thoughts, this is how this is going to work, and this is what this is going to feel like. And it's pretty darn amazing, in fact, if you'll notice. So in the lazy part, what you're doing is allowing yourself to receive, allowing yourself to have, allowing yourself to revel and bask if you want to, allowing yourself to appreciate, which is always a very delicious thing, as it feels better to do so. But most of all, you're just allowing the universe to bring it to you. Now, through this series of conversations, we'll be talking about this more specifically, you allowing the universe to bring it to you. One of the things that we would suggest, if you're going to be lazy, to really full-heartedly be lazy, realize that there's really only ever one thing that you want to do, and that's the next thing. And that no matter how you think you should be planning or figuring out or taking hold of or getting it done, that there really is only just that next thing. And it's really easy to get to, and it's quite simple. There's nothing terribly difficult or hard about this. Culturally, people who are lazy are often described as having a terrible, horrible sense of entitlement. That they are going, these lazy people, to get what they want, and they're not going to have worked for it at all. Now, as, let's say, a screenplay writer or an author, one might see very easily that this, if you're particularly working hard banging at the keyboard, sitting in front of your underwood, typing out sheet after sheet after sheet of paper and not really wanting to do it, that to have a character who's lazy really gets you an opportunity to sort of stick it to that part of you that is just saying, why are you working so hard? In fact, you might even think as you're thinking about this of a movie or a play or a book or a story that someone once told you where a lazy person said to the otherwise industrious one, I don't understand why you're working so hard. This is all really easy. But usually that's interpreted as being a sign of a moral failing. And we're really harping on this, not because everyone needs to understand this, but because unlocking the door to lazy cash, part of it, not all of it, but part of it means be willing to realize this is powerful stuff. And that's why the cultural memes are there. That's why the cultural ideas are present. Because this is very powerful. And there are very few books and very few screenplays that write about easy money or lazy cash where there isn't some sort of penalty to be paid for your lack of industriousness. When it's too easy, it's suspicious. Now, we don't have to go into great detail and explain this on and on and on because we know that each of you know it. But by bringing it up onto the table and saying, look, this may be very well one of the opinions that you have about this topic. Today is a really good day to just look at those opinions and realize that's all they are. They're just opinions. They don't actually really mean anything. You are not, in fact, beholden to these ideas and you are not constrained by any of this. You are in fact, you will notice, quite powerfully liberated 
to have more and more and more of what it is that you're wanting in more and more wonderful, delightful, and delicious ways. This place, this time, right where you are right here, this is an astonishing, astonishing place. And the magic of this moment, the magic of your experience here, is something that is helping you. It's benefiting you. If you'll notice, in fact, you can find easily, quite easily, that something wonderful is happening. You're in the middle of it. You can find that lazy cash just means letting it happen. You can find that there is something wonderful to be had here that is very much to your benefit and on your behalf happening in wonderful and delightful ways. And you can tell, if you will give yourself attention to the matter, that something is at play here that's very, very helpful indeed. That something wonderful is going on that is helping you. <clears throat> there is something very powerful here, play. And when we say that, we don't mean there's something you need to know or figure out. We don't mean there's something that you need to have in spite of one thing over the other. We just mean you're in the right place at the right time in the right way, right here and right now. Your helpers are helping you far beyond your capacity to really understand. Your reality is being held in place in a perfectly consistent way <clears throat> that matches the powerful expectations and intentions you have. And today, what you could do is you could decide that it's okay to be lazy and that it's okay to have as much cash as you're wanting and that it's okay to have the opinions about how that should not be happening actually be there. Let them be okay. Let yourself be okay right where you are. There's something very powerful at play here. And you get to have it. You do, in fact, get to have it. And you do, in fact, get to benefit from the magic that all of this is and from the ways in which you get to have not just what you're intending to have, but what you actually want. See, it's quite amazing, all of this. All of this is amazing. And there's something, something spectacular that is happening here to your benefit. There is something quite amazing that is happening here that is helpful to you and that you're winning in the having of it. And we say winning, we don't mean beating or triumphing over someone else. What we mean is you're in the right place at the right time, right here and right now, and that's all that's going on. It's quite astonishing once you really let yourself notice and we think that with a little bit of willingness, you can have this experience quite powerfully and know that as good as all of this is, and it's quite amazing what's going on here, it's only going to be getting better and better and better from here. This is really interesting. These channels are really encouraging us to find easier ways to create in the universe. And part of it, part of the first steps really clearly is understanding our role in it. Understanding how it is that we create, whether it be cash or whatever else that we're trying to move into our experience on this relative plane. 
So they're asking us to step back and realize that there might be different ways of seeing how powerful energies are that move around us. And that we don't need to do it, that we're really not doing it on our own anyway. I mean, let's face it. The planet is rotating in perfect proximity to all the other planets. And as far as I know, I, I haven't done anything to make that happen from my relative standpoint. But from my larger, more metaphysical standpoint, there are things that are perfectly orchestrated on the planet. And it isn't in my busyness and in my doing that things get accomplished on that broader perspective. So they're asking us to take a moment to take a breath and maybe realize that there are more effective ways. Sometimes I like to call it there's better technology on the metaphysical side that we can be using to create what we want without running around and getting exhausted and getting stressed out. I mean, we've all read the statistics. We've all read the articles that 99.9% .9 of all diseases are, you know, somehow uh, looked back as stress related. That they begin in our sort of misunderstanding of how much we need to actually do in order to live a happy, joyful, creative life. So, in a lot of ways, these channels are encouraging us to step back and see that something's happening for us and that maybe we can start in small ways to start to let it happen rather than make it happen, which is such a radical, upside down, crazy way opposite of what we've been taught in the relative world, right? No pain, no gain society. But when we step back and we see that we're on this planet rotating in perfect proximity to all the other planets, that the sky and the sun are working in continuum to allow the planet to be inhabitable, <laughs> maybe we can see that there are more, there's more here that we can let happen because it really is happening for us. And that there are opinions that we've held that too easy means it's not really worthy or moral. And that there's an opportunity here to unlock a door to our own powerful, powerful ability to create in the world. And that being in this definition lazy and experimenting with lazy is not about entitlement but really understanding our power, our conscious power to create. You allow the universe to bring it in. Let that sink it in, sink in. You really allow the universe to give you what it's giving you. And you can also, as my friend Paul Hasselbeck, Reverend Paul Hasselbeck often says, over limit spirit <laughs> like you're over limiting what source energy can deliver you're going too far and so we want to dial back and really allow ourselves to receive to bask in the receiving what does that look like for you on a mental construct that we say yes to what we are wanting without having to know how 
as Heather always used to say on the show too, it's not the how, it's the allow. And that all this running around and pushing and pushing really may not be the sleekest and most evolved way to be in the planet. And that our calm, conscious focus and realization of our perspective and our understanding and our feelings, as the Abrahams would say, are as much, if not more, a part of how we co-create than to-do lists and working 60 hours a week and doing all the things that we get the yadaboys and accolades in our culture. So as we continue in this discussion this hour here on Everyday Attraction, the last self-help podcast, I encourage you to imagine that really all of the abilities and answers and all the energies that you need to work with to accomplish all that you're dreaming of are right here and right now. Just looking for openings in your consciousness to make it so, to allow it to be, to see that there is more magic here than there is practical wisdom. And there are more things that can contribute to your sustainability than you might be allowing. So let's be lazy together a little bit. Let's just lean back and relax and focus in on what it is that we're asking for and imagining that that is already done in consciousness. And so we can act from a place of knowing, of completeness, of consciousness, of, of creation. And watch how the physical universe then interacts with us and delivers us as we lean back, take a breath, and remember who we really are. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Again, you're listening to Everyday Attraction, the last self-help podcast. I'm your host, Ray Zander, and we'll be back. I'm Reverend Linda Martella Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You know, remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we've spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. An evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and everywhere the podcasts are heard. This is Ray Zander, your host. So getting back to this very leading edge discussion about co-creation and our ability to do it in a relaxed and quote unquote lazy state is where we find ourselves in the second half of the show today. And we're going to dive back in to a part of the conversation where these channels actually engage somebody much like us asking a question in the proverbial hot seat, if you will. And let's explore again how we take some of these principles and really move them into our everyday life. And you'll hear right here up front in the beginning that part of what these channels and many teachers like them are trying to get us to do is to really understand that all the answers are inside of us. I mean, it's why I've in some essence 
renamed the podcast The Last Self-Help Podcast because really no one can tell you what's right for you. And that's a good thing because all of the answers, the wisdom, the understanding of why you came here and what you're here to do lives inside of you. What our challenge is, is to get beyond the noise, the surface noise, the relative noise, so that we can hear that wisdom. And as Abraham would say, it's about how we feel that will tell us in what direction we're moving toward. Are we moving toward who we really are? Or are we pushing against our emotional friends lead us in that direction? And so you'll see up front here in in this discussion with Frank and the caller, there is this question about, well, which feels better to you? And can you move closer to the idea of having what you're wanting? Because it's a, a feeling way in. And I think you'll enjoy some of this process. So here we go. Again, we're listening to the Communion of Light channeled by Frank Butterfield. You can find out more about them and the village at communionoflight.com. Here we go. Well, I was just thinking of the question, but I, I think I already know the answer. But the, the question that I had was, is it, uh, would it be better to imagine myself having the money and seeing what I would be spending it on or uh, perhaps imagining a specific amount and just say this is how much I want and, and then not focus on it anymore? Which one feels better to you? I think for me, imagining what I would spend the money on. Okay. So in answering that question, in answering the question that we asked you, one of the things that we noticed that you did is you got a little bit closer to the idea of having it, right? Yes. Because you had to stop and feel your way into it. Before you asked us a theoretical question, thinking that you're going to get, once again, you're finally going to get that book from us that has all the, like, you know, 7.2.3, if this happens, then turn to page 19, which you're never <laughs> going to get, right? But right. And no one is ever, and people can hand, by the way, people can hand you a book like that, and it's not going to apply to you. Because there's no such thing, because you're never going to be the same person reading the same book twice. So if you'll notice that as you felt your way into it, that's, see, that's the point. The theoretical question keeps all of this at arm's length. It also keeps you busy. When you're lazy, think about this. If you're prone on a couch and you're just laying there and you're thinking about, let's say, what you're going to have for dinner. Now, you remember laying on a couch without doing anything. We know it's a distant, distant memory, but you know you've done it sometime in the past, right? Yes. Okay. So you're laying there and you're thinking about dinner. If you'll notice, what ends up happening is before you know it, if you really are very lazy, you're suddenly in the kitchen or you're suddenly on the phone calling up the pizza place. And we don't mean that, like, it's magic. You don't remember getting up from the couch. No, you remember getting up from the couch. It's just that if you're really lazy, what you're doing is you're thinking about, let's say, a pizza. You're thinking about a pizza and thinking about a pizza and thinking about a pizza until 
it's no longer as fun to think about the pizza. Now what's fun is to get up and call the pizza place. Mm. And then you wait, let's say, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and suddenly the doorbell rings, and there, as if by magic, is a cardboard box, the big round piece of bread with lots of deliciousness on it. And you've got a pizza, and it's as though it happened by magic. Because you didn't really do anything. You just did what was fun. It was fun to lay on the couch and think about a piping hot pizza covered with all sorts of delicious vegetables. It was fun to sit there and think of the ooey-gooey mess of eating a pizza. It was fun to sit there and think about how someone else could do the cooking, and you could just benefit from the exchange of cash for pizza. And you're going to make, you're going to get the much better deal out of it. You're going to pay very little cash and you're going to get something that is really delightful. And you just think about this and feel your way into it and enjoy it. And then before you know it, you're up on your feet or you've grabbed your phone and you've put it against your ear. Maybe you don't even get up off the couch and you say, I'll have one large with all the vegetables. Thank you very much. And then before you know it, the doorbell rings. And because it is such a delightful idea to have instant gratification, you're up off the couch, you know, with your 20 and handing them the note and they're handing you the box. Everybody walks away very delighted. And you have your ooey-gooey pizza with your vegetables and then you have some for tomorrow. Maybe not. But whatever the case is, if you were lazy in all of that, it's not going to look like or feel like you did much, and you're probably not going to remember it because it didn't require a lot of effort, and there's no, there's no points to sort of get stuck in your craw to be thinking about over and over and over and over again. There's just you having your pizza, and that's all that's happening. So... When you think about the theory of how should I approach this, remember that approaching it is not the point. Feeling it, feeling the cash, the dollars in your hand, or feeling yourself at the store or online clicking the buttons and saying, I'll take that, or sending the check, or looking at on the screen and saying, that person has now been paid, that company has now been paid, whatever it is. What you want to do is be lazy with it and just feel the best part of it, which is easy to do, if you'll notice, because it, ta it takes so much energy to worry about money. It takes so much energy to worry about how you're going to do it or how you're going to make it happen. But it's a very easy thing indeed to lay there on the couch and be supine and decide that you're just going to revel in the laziness of doing nothing other than just enjoying the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that you're having. And if it doesn't lead to anything, it doesn't matter because you're just supine, so who cares? It all sorts itself out, and you know that. You know that, you know that, you know that. We don't have to tell you that. We don't have to tell any of you that. Your lives are full of gazillions, literally uncountable numbers of situations that sorted themselves out for you. You maybe have a basket full, not a carload, not a dump truck, not a landfill, but maybe a basket full of things that you remember that didn't work out once or twice or three times in exactly the way that you wanted, and you decided to put that in your craw and just let it sit there and fester. 
But what you mostly have are literally gazillions of examples of how laziness paid off, not being able to do something paid off, not taking the effort and the initiative paid off. Or when you did take the effort and the initiative, eventually it just worked out for you, not because of your initiative, but because of your willingness. And sometimes initiative is what generates willingness, and we understand that. But when you're wondering what approach to take, do I imagine the cash dollars in the amount that I want? Or do I imagine myself spending the cash dollars? It doesn't really matter. It's the one that's easiest to get to. And there also may be other possibilities than just those two. So you don't need to fix the problem of not being able to intend because you don't have that problem, in fact. Not at all. If it's not easy to think about and you're devoted to your laziness, you will know. The reason why it's not easy to think about is because this isn't the time to think about it. That's easy. Easy peasy, in fact. So do you follow all of this? Yes, I do. Now, do you have any opinions about any of that that you would like to share? Well, what I really noticed was just how delicious it was when I when you were talking about the pizza. <laughs> I almost felt like ordering it. Um, and yet, at times, it's uh, it's like like you said, it's hard for me to um, imagine something. I just I think, oh, I should do it, and I can't. It just or it just won't go there. Well, so don't, do you remember the second part that we said about that? Yeah, don't do it if it's not easy. Right. And particularly mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up over the head and shoulders, switching from mm-hmm. some old religious perspective to some new age perspective and say, well, the reason why my life doesn't work is because I'm not imagining well enough or I'm not visualizing right. Mm. Because that's, yeah, that's just like, bluntly, just that's not mm-hmm. true. You may not be mm-hmm. liking what you're having because you're criticizing yourself for having it in the way that you don't like it, not realizing that the contrast of the having is actually helping you have what you actually want. That's good to remember. You know, there's one other thing that we also want to remind you of. When you're in the middle of a good thing, in many ways you are in the middle of several good things right now. One of the things that can happen is that you think, well, okay, laziness got me here. Now what I'm going to do next is I'm going to get really industrious. Now (laughs) that I've gotten over that hump, Now I've got, let me pull out my old project plan. What we would suggest is to really recognize that what brought you here is what is going to continue, not to keep you here, but to continue bringing you here. That's a hard concept, we know. But if you realize that every moment is a new beginning, literally every moment is a new beginning, You're constantly making the same decisions over and over and over again. They're changing, but you're making decisions about the same topics, but even those topics are changing. When we say physical reality is operating to your benefit because it's following the consistency that you believe in, that's a belief that you actually choose every single moment. In the same way that, let's say, when your heart, the valves are opening and the valves are closing in their perfect way, and blood is circulating through your body, that's like a choice that the heart makes in every moment. You know, the open, the close, the open, the close, the open, the close. 
and it circulates the blood, which is perfect. That's exactly right. So the blood's doing its thing, and the oxygen is benefiting from the blood doing its thing, and all the cells and all the organs are just happy, and the capillaries are just ecstatic, and everybody's throwing a party. But they just keep throwing a party over and over and over and over again. Because of the way you've been trained, that seems exhausting. Because you think you're in charge of it. But since you're not in charge of it, and the decisions actually, for the most part, are automatic, you just keep making the same decisions just because that's what feels right to you. And you don't recognize the choice just because it's too subtle. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. And that means that every time, you know, you think, okay, well, I finally figured that out. Now I'm going to integrate this, amplify it, and build on it. Well, amplify it, yes. Amplify anything that you like. We absolutely suggest you do that. But in terms of building on it and making it better, you don't need to do that. That's happening for you. So if what happened was you got off your duff to answer the door because the pizza came, the quote-unquote lesson there, and there's really no lesson, but if you have to draw a lesson, the lesson is in the imagining of the pizza. It's not in the fact that you got up and answered the door. And we know there's many a good motivational teacher who will tell you very explicitly that the lesson there is that you had to get off your ass to get your pizza. That isn't true at all. You wanted, it took care of itself, like all the other gazillions of examples. These things worked out for you, your benefit. And there really is no lesson there to be derived other than just to notice, if you must, that everything always works out for you. Because it does. You understand all that? Well, yes, and I have a an opinion that says, but you still had to get off the couch to get the pizza at the door. You didn't have to get off the couch. You wanted to get off the couch. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, there's a huge difference. Yes. If someone rang the doorbell and you could smell the tantalizing aromas of melted cheese and crunchy vegetables on a big piece of bread, you would want to get off of your duff. You know that. You just proved it, actually, at the beginning of this conversation. Right. And that's why the motivational teacher who is doing their job, they're doing the right thing. We're just talking about the contrast of it. But that's mm -hmm. why the motivational teacher wants to convince you by holding you out a carrot like that and saying, look, this is the only way you're going to do it is if you remember that there's a hot pizza on the other side. No, you don't have to be told there's a hot pizza on the other side. If you know there's a hot pizza on the other side, you specifically, that's the reason we chose this example, if you know there's a hot pizza on the other side, you are going to go to that. You're going to break down a window if you can't open the door. You'll crawl through the chimney. And we're not making fun of you. What we're saying is you know what you like. That's the part that's missing out of the motivational conversation. That's the part that that opinion has to do with. That's what that opinion is all about, as a matter of fact. It's as though you don't know what you like and you're afraid that you're going to suddenly, you're going to be answering doors to get, you know, boxes of ashes. But no, if someone knocks on the door and you know you don't want to talk to them, you're pretty good about not talking to them. Or you're pretty good about, let's say, telling them politely how you're not available. You could, in fact, be a lot more lazy on that topic. But you understand what we mean. Yes, I do, yes. So is there anything I... else you want to bring to the table? No, this is good. This is all about 
just following what feels better, including those actions that feel better, and not making it about, I have to do something now. Actually, this is all about realizing that you know what to do. Mm. And yes, it will feel better when you let it. Because that's what lazy does. Lazy feels better. Again, we have to just remind you, as a child, you knew this. You knew this, and it really had to be quite literally beaten out of you, either emotionally or physically or both. So the next time you hear a child out in the shop who's sitting on the ground saying, I don't want to go, pay attention. And give the gift of your attention to that child and say to yourself, it's okay, you don't have to go. Now, we're not suggesting you intervene because it's none of your business. But what we are suggesting is that if the child is sitting there and screaming at the top of their lungs, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Remember that what they're really saying is, why are you trying to convince me to do something I don't want to do? And you'll know why this is such a big deal because you'll be standing there saying to yourself, I would feel better if this child would shut up, which is the whole basis of that interaction. It's the whole basis of this conversation. It's the reason why we dare say something like lazy cash. Because that instance right there where the child is embarrassing the parent and the parent is basically saying, I would feel better if you would get up and stop, stop yelling in the middle of the shop. And all the other shoppers are thinking, I would feel better if you would stop doing that. It's the reason why we talk about something as radical as lazy cash and why you have all these opinions about it because of what that, that very interaction symbolizes. So the next time you hear a child screaming at the top of their lungs, protesting, just tell them you can have anything you want. And you're not telling them that so they'll shut up. You're telling them that so that you will remember that resistance to what you have, which is what the child is demonstrating, doesn't help you. What helps you is just to lay back on the couch, on the feather bed, and revel and bask in what you have created and realize, you know, this is one very comfortable couch that I'm laying on. And that's one very beautiful ceiling that I'm looking at as the sunlight is dappling across the surface of it, going through the, the shadow of the trees and the leaves. And that is one fine-smelling pizza that's coming to my door. I'm getting the better end of the deal. So, shall we leave you with that? Yes, that was very delicious. Thank you very much. And we thank you. Very, very powerful indeed. All right, so take a deep breath because that was a lot to try to manage and take in. These are radical teachers. These are really radical concepts. Please don't share them with your neighbor. And you know what I mean by that? Make sure that somebody is in the consciousness of being able to receive this kind of deep metaphysical insight that if it's not easy to do, if it's not available to you, if it's not something that excites you, that pulls you, you can do it, but it's going to be hard going. It's not the best technology for you to joyously be on your journey of receiving. Again, this is pretty radical stuff. But it's really interesting to look at it from the perspective of trust. 
you know, we have been really in a lot of ways talked out of our own alignment. And what these teachers are telling us in a very profound way is that we can trust how we feel and that we are always at the right time in the right place with the right people for the perfect unfolding of what we're asking for. But we need to look and feel what is calling us and question openly our resistance. There's, you know, our feelings are always telling us in which direction to go. It's just that we oftentimes have been talked out of what our emotions and feelings are telling us. And we go to the mind, you know, we go to the figuring out. And as my friend Janice Campbell always says, there's a big difference between living a life of pushing and living a life that pulls you and that there is wisdom in our resistance. So we need to stop and really allow this lazy energy to be one of trusting and knowing that we know what we want. We know what we like. And it's okay to say yes to the having of it. And it is not only okay, it's what we came for. It is really, truly what our calling is. I know people oftentimes get frustrated with Abraham because they say, well, tell me what my purpose is. You know, and and they say, you're not going to like this, but you're here for the joy of it. Yes, for the learning and for the expansion. And yes, but... It's really for the joyous journey to what you're wanting. And so in that way, we can begin to work the lazy cash magic in the way that these teachers have outlined for us. My hope in this hour is that you've had an opportunity to just question the pushing and the stress and the doing and the moving and the going and the busy There's an opportunity to question the making it happen, the world of stress on your shoulders. If I miss something, then I'll miss my boat. I'll miss my opportunity. Where the truth is, part of the the reason we can lean back is that our ship comes in over and over and over again. There are endless ships. And so it's not about getting it right or getting it perfect. It is about relaxing into the feeling of knowing what it is that we want and where we want to go and to understand the profoundness of that information. That's the tether from source energy. They said, we're going to send you in to this time-space continuum, but we'll always have you. We'll always have our communication. It's not going to be language for the most part. It's going to be a feeling tone. But you know what you want, and you can have what it is that you are wanting. But it will require some settling in, some getting comfortable, some ability to look inside and really understand that you are the priority. What you feel matters. What you know matters. And it can be the way that you begin to allow and stitch together what you've been wanting, what has already been delivered on the metaphysical plane and is waiting to pop into 
this delicious physical form if you'll simply relax and allow. I know it goes against everything we've been taught, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of resistance that'll come up many times during this hour, but I encourage you to continue to go inside and ask, and I know you will receive. Thanks for listening. Again, you've been listening to Everyday Attraction, the last self-help podcast, because all the answers are inside of you. And if you'd like to check out the Communion of Light, head over to their website, communionoflight.com. They do many of these calls on a daily basis. You can even join the village, as they call it, and ask questions of these channels yourselves. So until next time, as we always like to say, feel good, sister and brothers. It's all here for you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.